Welcome to the PR Moment podcast. Produced in association with the Marketeers Network. Welcome to the latest PR Moment podcast. This week, we're chatting about the role of modern corporate affairs. Rishan O'Keefe, Vice President of Corporate Affairs at Mars Wrigley Europe, CIS and Turkey. As I say, it's a corporate affairs special, and Sean and I are going to talk about the increased breadth and importance of corporate affairs role within large businesses. We'll discuss the reasons behind this change, where the most important intersections are within the business for corporate affairs leaders, and how ESG and a rapidly changing stakeholder environment have increased the demands on most corporate affairs teams. Before we start, the big news from us is that the PRM Awards 2023 are now open for entries. So do check out the awards microsite PRMomentAwards.com. And thank you as ever to our sponsors of this podcast, the PRCA. Sean, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Great to be here. So go on, just talk us through. It's a, it's a heavy question. Um, but what do you see as the role of other modern corporate affairs department? I think it's very much about monitoring and assessing the landscapes in which we operate and using that assessment to help inform business decisions and how we engage with audiences, ultimately to create positive impact and particularly um, enhance reputation. Um, So I think it's also about bringing that external lens to organisations. And has that changed much? Was that, I mean, that sounds like, is that, it's been forever thus, hasn't it? Or are you, are you saying that, it, is it more of the above or has that changed? I think it's changed. I think in light of the external environment, which is changing, um, I think the role of corporate affairs has changed. I think if you went back a good few years ago, it might have been, corporate affairs back then might have been more about um, protecting organisations against risks and perhaps only pursuing one-way communication when the organisation chose to do so. Things have changed dramatically. Now, our stakeholders, our different audiences expect us to communicate with them regularly and they want to engage back with us. And so that's absolutely a fundamental part of our of our jobs and of our remit to ensure that regular drumbeat of communication, two way communication through a variety of different channels and media. I suppose there's a mix between um, risk management with that communication and I, I suppose more positive brand communication is there. There's is there is there a tension between those two points, or do they just both have to happen simultaneously? I think they have to have to happen simultaneously. And I think within that, what what is also interesting is when you might perceive a, a risk of how that can give rise to an opportunity. So if we think about it, um, we've certainly got objectives within Mars about ensuring that our packaging is 100% re- recyclable, reusable or compostable by 20, uh, 2025. And then looking at how we do that to make sure that um, our packaging does that and talk about what we're doing. That's a, let's just take that little minute example. What, how did corporate affairs, what was corporate affairs' involvement in that? Did you flag it as an issue? Did you grab hold of it as an issue and go, yes, we agree with it? Were you involved in the change? How, how did it all work? 
Yeah, I mean, as I say, our job is very much about assessing that external landscape. And as part of that, we do look at the upcoming regulations. We work very closely with colleagues in regulatory affairs and in our R&D teams. And we saw that not only was regulation coming through, but also this is an area in which our consumers, our customers, other stakeholders feel really strongly about. And we want to make sure that we're responding to those, um, those needs and requirements. And so together, Together, we looked at, okay, well, what does this mean for us? What, what, what should we be doing? How should we be changing it? What's possible? And then going out there and talking about it as well so that people know who we are and what we stand for. Okay. So I don't, I don't want you to get out your, your, your job description or anything like that, but I just think it's worth just, just talking about this a little bit more um, because I think that's one of those corporate affairs roles. It's all a bit muddy, isn't it? It's all a bit grey. No one quite knows. Everyone sort of has a an idea of what it does but what does it actually do the, de- the devil is always an interesting bit is always in the detail isn't it so go on, what, what would you say are your corporate well key responsibilities i yeah. should say Yes, so the key responsibilities, they span a wide range of um, communications disciplines. So internal comms, external communications like public relations, consumer PR, trade PR, corporate PR, but also other things like consumer care, for us at Mars, consumer care falls into corporate affairs remit, as does crisis management, and as I've mentioned before, sustainability communications. So all of that feeds into um, the responsibility of, of corporate affairs, and as well as I say, bringing that external perspective in to share it with other other colleagues, other departments to help influence and guide the business. So if you meet a peer who's got a communications director's top type job title, is that just a peculiarity of job title? these days or do you think you have a slightly different um sphere on on on, a, on the same topic i suppose i think we do have a slightly different sphere i think it does come back to that intelligence that we we uh, share with the organization and how we shape the business i'm part of the regional management team over planning and overseeing the business in in this part of the world and with that i have very much have that input on where where the business is going what are we prioritizing which i think gives a very different angle to to the job and and the function so what well yeah in terms of interactions within the business let's just explore that a little bit I mean the first one everyone always wants to know is you know how much contact do you have this with the CEO we all, we all get very worried about that don't we but you know is that that's clearly an important relationship for, for you you're absolutely right yeah partnership with the CEO or in my case we call it the regional president is absolutely key and uh, Mark Carena who's our regional president he and I speak very very regularly and it will be on that mix of, of topics as I've just outlined it could be about talking about internal communications to engage our, our associates as we call our employees or external media or trade association involvement he might be pursuing as well as the wider business business challenges and opportunities um, that that we're looking at and and what our, our actions might be in that regard and what about the other business functions i mean do you do you have a, a hotline into hr and marketing how does it work very much so they're all incredibly important partners as i say so that we can feed in and in, in a very effective way of, of what they're working on spot those opportunities to tell our story so working with marketing to look at okay what advertising is coming up how can brand pr really help amplify those marketing campaigns um, with hr or as we call it in in mars 
people and organization. What are those key um, areas that they're looking to engage with, with our associates on? How can internal comms help with that? Um, so these are just some of the, the examples, but that is replicated right through um, all the other functional peers and as well, the general managers who are also part of the regional leadership team I sit with, that understanding what's, what's um, the key priorities in their markets as well, so that we respond accordingly. And is some of the time that I guess is a positive relationship of, yes, let's go and do this all together. And this sounds like a great idea. And some of the time, the nature of a corporate affairs brief is you've got to put the handbrake on, right? I think there are sometimes, I mean, people come up with, with a lot of great ideas, um, but unfortunately, time and resources are not, are, not, are not infinite. So there comes a point, and I think that's where prioritisation is absolutely key, aligning on what are the big areas that we're going to go after, that we are going to amplify through our communications and our engagement, and, and um, really stay focused on that. Now, okay, there might be other things that come on stream, which might mean you have to pivot slightly, but generally, for everyone's sanity, having that clear plan in place which is aligned and everyone can then deploy together and i suppose you know it's long since been discussed isn't it that, that corporate affairs communications people um they're the one stakeholder in the organization that is totally focused on the organization's reputation um which isn't i mean i know everybody cares about the, the organization's reputation don't get me wrong but you are totally focused on it to you know presumably above sales and you know i know that but um to what extent does that make your contribution unique or, or do you find that actually people kind of get it anyway? I think people get it. I mean, I'm lucky working in Mars that people really get it. And it is something that, yes, whilst it is um, a very particular responsibility to corporate affairs, there is an inherent expectation right across the business that reputation is for everybody to have a, a, a role to play in enhancing it. So we're very lucky that um, leaders will want to partner with us. They do appreciate that and that they will also do their bit. So they will be going out to, to do media interviews or speak at events or get you know, when we talk about customer engagement, all these kinds of things. So it is something which, um, which we sort of, yes, lead the way on, but we definitely require the partnership from our other colleagues across the business. Right. Um, and how, how has ESG changed the role, would you say? History, do you mean? ESG. Oh, ESG, I beg your pardon. Well, history yes. as well, but no, go on, let's, let's, go for, let's go for history. We could be here for a while, but let's go for ESG. ESG, well, ESG is the arguably the biggest topic of our times. And absolutely, we want to make sure that we are communicating how we are driving a positive societal impact in that. So that is absolutely fundamental importance. Like I said before, I think certainly for consumers, the general public, they want to know what organizations are doing to really you know, drive sustainability in what they do. A good example of that is a couple of weeks ago, we just announced that um, from 2023, 100% of the cocoa that we source for this region for our factory operations will be responsibly sourced. And so that's that's a real milestone announcement. And it really, it really responds to the fact that that's what people want to know that we're doing and that we're playing our part in driving sustainability. And do, does a company like Mars, I mean, do you try and put a, a number on, on that? You know, when you say people want you to do it, I'm sure you do. I mean, why wouldn't they? Do you know what I mean? But, yes. but do you try and think, OK, well, if we don't do this, X number of people are going to less people, I should say, are going to buy our products or because, you know, that's that's a tough thing to do. Right. Or do you just say, actually, this is the right thing to do. Um, investors want us to do it. Why wouldn't customers want to do it? We're going to do it anyway. Or, or do you try and, you know, really 
delve down into the numbers of it. Yeah, I mean, we have a, our purpose at Mars is the world we want tomorrow starts with how we do business today. So that really speaks to the theme about what you were saying about doing things in the right way. So having that belief, this is the right thing to do. Um, and it's it's incumbent on us as, as a responsible business to do that. And numbers, numbers can then get quite tricky because consumers are a very, very diverse group. Um, but it is something that fundamentally it starts with us and we want to make sure that we play our role accordingly. And just on the, we were talking before about purpose, weren't we? Um, yeah. And it's, when you, 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 you started um, giving an example of, of chewing gum um, yeah. and, and the importance um, of how you of, of how you try to bring um, a purpose to chewing gum, mm-hmm. um, which you know the old cynic in me started started the the, the 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 brain clog started started moving a bit there. But just give us an, an example of or talk us through that example, I should say, because it's not the most obvious purpose led product, is it, chewing gum? Well, you might say that, but but the thing is that again, thinking back to that per- the Mars purpose statement, which I just shared there about the world we want tomorrow. As part of the world we want tomorrow, we want to make sure that we're nourishing people's well-being. And chewing gum, as you may or may not know, it has a huge role to play in people's oral health. But uh, just by chewing, yeah, chewing sugar-free gum for about twenty minutes after a meal can really help. Um, prevent tooth decay fine i'm showing my age i was thinking of sort of juicy fruit tea and, you know, that, that really, but okay so it's the key is that it's it's a sort of dental dental health potential product these days right okay that's exactly it right. exactly it and for many years we've been also running programs to bring oral health education and treatment to disadvantaged groups so it extends beyond the product to actually what we give back to communities around us as well so just Moving away from Mars now, just on a, a wider you know, communications point, yeah. is does every product, every company, every product, I don't know, does it does it always have to have a purpose? Because I'm just being honest, I, I could argue that both ways. I think I, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. still I, I still struggle for some, you know, for some consumables. The people out there really care whether it's got the company behind it's got a purpose or not. I'm not sure they do. But at the same time, I'm sympathetic to the idea well, as you just illustrated, that businesses need to to play a a positive role in the world. I think that's it. I mean, if you look at reports like the Edelman Trust Barometer, it shows that um, the the, the public, they look to organisations to have a purpose, to play that positive role. And they look look to companies and brands even to be more activist in a way that I don't think expectation was there. So I think it's very much about organisations and looking at what that means for them. Um, As you say, it can get quite complicated if every brand has a purpose, but maybe what what are the few brands where really um, their consumers do expect them to speak out on issues and what are the relevant issues for those brands to speak out about just to think about the, the range of skills then for the, the the in a modern corporate affairs department what what do we you've touched a bit on the, 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 mm. the various different stakeholders but they presumably there's a a, a, a variation on the skills that are required for each of those right yeah I think uh, you know beyond the functional capabilities I've already mentioned to me that the absolute critical skills in being successful in corporate affairs I think are about adaptability resilience um, I think having an innate curiosity in the world around us 
and also having that business acumen. And why I say these things are, I think, you know, corporate affairs, as, as hopefully I've demonstrated, we, we get a lot of, we get involved in lots of different things. And so having that curiosity, that breadth to, to assess what's going on, as well as that business acumen to, again, prioritize what it means for us, what it means to the business, what do we need to be talking about, I think uh, all help um, to equip a corporate affairs professional to navigate their way through it all. How do you, I mean, I just think about that. You're, I'm trying to work out what your day looks like, what your week looks like, because it's, I mean, how do you bring a process to that? Do you literally have meetings with all those stakeholders each week and, and say, like, what's going on with you? I mean, or, or not? I don't know. How does it work? Not necessarily each week. I mean, there are there are the, the, the cadence of management team meetings we have. There are the cadence of meetings that I will have with my team, um, but um, I fundamentally look to them. They're empowered to obviously plan their own agendas in the markets they serve. And um, like any other organization, we have our own, own governance processes. Also at Mars, um, corporate affairs does get asked um, to input our review and our opinion about um, business activities, be it things like new product innovation or new advertising creative, again, so that we're assessing it, checking that it resonates with what's going on in the outside world. So, uh, but every day is very, very different, which is great. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I think that's the, what a lot of people like about working in comms generally, isn't it? It's it is a there's, there's a lot of variation in the role. But what do you want from your agency? Does that is that another thing that I, I I sort of monitor from afar and work out whether whether that's changed much or or whether it's it's still really just about council. Council is important. Um, we we operate fairly lean teams, so we do look at agencies to be an extension of our teams to be demonstrating that same skill set that I've mentioned before. And does, and does that mean you can you can go up and go down? If you sort of mean it gives you flexibility for key times or key campaigns. Is that is it, that what you mean by that? Exactly. And if something comes on stream where we need some extra resource, then if potentially if agencies can help us out, great. Um, and I think the other thing is we've talked about changing environment of, of the world and looking to agencies to guide us, you know, what are the latest um, communications channels that, that p- the public are using, that other organizations are using? How do we benchmark against other organizations so that we stay ahead of the curve? Um, and obviously our, our, not only so our, our comms are, are top notch, but also that we're attracting the right people into the business and to the function. So you, you find an agency just helps you with that external insight i suppose of what's going on right absolutely right. absolutely and they're always a very good sounding board for that right um i just a, a sort of a, a more general theme is my, my my final question i guess is public public relations central reason for being i suppose in its broadest sense of the discipline um it seems to have grown a lot in the last 10 years um and you know Clearly, you and I are biased on that opinion, but I, I think you know that if you look at the the financials of the market, it seems to have, have had a good ten years of growth. Um, is the central reason for that because just stakeholder engagement has become far more important for companies like Mars? Do you think? I think that's a big part of it. More and more people want to know what companies stand for, what their um, we talked about activism before. You know, what are they? What are they? What agendas are they driving? Um, and so I think that's a big part of it, that it, it isn't enough for, for organizations to be silent now. They have to be out there saying who they are, what they stand for. But in tandem with that, the communications environment is, is so much busier than it was 10 or so years ago with the rise of social media and communications being always on. 
it's incumbent on organizations to have that regular drumbeat and achieve that cut through. So I think the two things sort of combined together, which means now more than ever, public relations has a vital role to play. Do organizations have a choice? Do you think? I mean, can they just say no? We're not going to. We're not going to do it. We're not going to. We're not going to engage. Uh, and then, what are the implications of that? I'm trying to think. If there's there's a few examples I can think of of that that I'm probably not going to mention on the show. But I, I just wanted to to what extent that has become a cost of doing business for large organisations, or uh, and to what extent it's a choice for businesses. I think I think it is something that is 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 critical and is incumbent. And then particularly, I, I think as well, if you're in the consumer goods space, because then you are dealing a lot with the public. The public wants to know who you are and what you what, you know what you stand for, what they're buying when they, they buy your products. So I, I think it is I think it is an important consideration nowadays. Brilliant, Sean O'Keefe, Vice President of Corporate Affairs, Mars Wrigley Europe, CIS and Turkey. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the PR Moment podcast, produced in association with the Marketeers Network. If you'd enjoyed the show, please do review us on iTunes and give us a decent rating.